show filled with epicness, insight, and comedy rages. Welcome to We Love That Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Love That Podcast. My name is Paxton Pritchett, along with Garrett Burke and Parker Pritchett. Today we have a really fun episode. I guess it's really a squeal-worthy yes moment episode for us three because uh, it's one of those days where you find out news about something in politics, not politics, no, pop culture, you know, where it's like it either makes you so excited or you realize they could totally ruin it, you know. We have some really fun stuff to talk about today. Today we're going to be talking about Marvel because Marvel once again dropped a lot of news over Comic-Con weekend. I think, was it San Diego Comic-Con? Yes. Yes, San Diego Comic-Con. The one and only Comic-Con. The one and only Comic-Con. And, yeah, they announced a whole lot of stuff, some of it making us just, like, scream with excitement. Yes. I liken it to the day of your wedding. Yeah. Gosh. Like, like it's... But, Gary, if you keep using comparisons like that, there will not be a day of wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yes. It was a very... uh, very uh, cool. I mean, we'll get into that. But then afterwards, more important, maybe. Is it more important? It could be. Could, yes. is, is the show more important than Wars, Secret Wars? I mean, it has more at stake. They're borderline. Okay. They're, they're yeah, borderline. They're, so, it, has more, it has more to live up to. That's yes. true. So after that, yes. we have a lot. I mean, ever since, like, the last episode, we recorded the last episode, there was, like, two new trailers came out for the Lord of the Rings TV show, The Rings of Power, which... We, like, so can't wait for it because we're so Lord of the Rings. It's only, like, here. what, five weeks away? Wait, what? Is it really five weeks away? Close. Maybe six. I'm doing, I'm doing the Man, math. it's like when you yeah. realize, oh, it's five weeks away from Christmas. You're like, what? Uh. So we'll get into that. But first, Marvel. Marvel, like many people, did a bunch of revealing over at Comic-Con. And they announced that, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the big collective universe of Marvel in movies, TV shows, and all that, they, you know, they work in phases. You got phase one, two, and three, which was everything from Iron Man to, like, Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. They called that the Infinity Saga, you know, because they talked all about the Infinity Stones. And we all loved it. I mean, Avengers Endgame, we all remember that day where we, we went to see Avengers Endgame, yes. and it was like... I am Iron Man. You know, when he snaps. And Everyone like, remembers what theater room at their local theater. cinema that they saw it in. I mean, like, everyone remembers what, what screen. I mean, and you it said it in the last episode, it's like your second favorite finale of all time. Yes. Sweet. And I mean, it's like, I like to think of that Infinity Saga as being like our movie series. You know, like when we went to see Top Gun Maverick, which was really good, by the way, y'all. Fair you know, this one yes. lady that we knew that grew up back when the first one came out said, like, oh, that's my high school movie. And I feel like I've kind of equate, I feel like we can equate that to the Marvel movies. That's the movies that when we're 40s and 50s, we look back and say are, like, teenage year movies. The movies of the 2010s was the Infinity Saga. Where, because everyone, whether you're a comic book, comic book nerd or not, went to see Endgame. Yes. And loved it. I mean, have you ever met someone that said it was trash? No. Me neither. Well, like in the last episode, we met a lot of people that said that the Star Wars sequels are trash, regardless of what our personal opinions are. But, like, in Infinity War and Endgame, like, almost everyone said they were amazing. And they were. But Marvel's new phase, they've been making movies since Endgame. Phase 4, 5, and 6, they announced, would be called the Multiverse Saga. 
Now, we, we, we've seen a lot of multiverse going on. Like, you got, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home, which was yes. fan service slash so, so awesome because we got all three Spider-Men. <laughs> and then you've got everything everywhere all at once. Yes. The greatest <laughs> Marvel multiverse movie of all time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone says that's the greatest multiverse movie ever. And then you got, I mean, it had a short round in it. Yeah. From Indiana Jones in the Temple. And Jackie Jan, didn't it? Does he? Oh, I, I hope so. <laughs> somebody, cool. else, somebody else was in it. Yeah, that I knew. Huh. So then we had, of course, Marvel, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. which was it was a mediocre multiverse film. Yeah, I have to admit it. Was <laughs> when you call when you bad. call it a multiverse film, yeah, it, yeah. that's when it's kind of like eh, it was I don't very. Know if you really want to call it, it was, a multiverse? You only went to two universes. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I've heard people say like just opens the concept. Yeah, it really like, is. No it's like a prologue to this idea. It intru- really, what it did was it introduced the idea of incursions, and it was short. Yeah, yeah. And the idea of incursions, which and plays a big role. Played, uh, coming like, up it, soon. it did border on that horror thriller genre, which I thought. I thought it was it was neat. Yeah, it, it was, was very same Ra- same Raimi. Like. Yeah, I mean Sam Raimi's best known for his superhero movies and his zombie movies. So for this one, it's like together. You, you have one piece of bread that has peanut butter on it. <laughs> you have another piece of bread that has jelly on it. It's a matter of time before someone sticks them together. Yeah. So you got they they can't be apart. So that's what Sam Raimi did with Multiverse of Madness, which I guess means he kind of got a great Marvel villain though. We did Scarlet we did. Witch, one was of the best. Great, I, in the yes. MCU. And I hate to say it, but that's not saying much, sadly. It's not. Because you have about 20 <laughs> uh, mediocre villains and four great villains, but she was one of those great villains. Yes. Mainly because we've gotten to know her from the past movies. And because of Run. <laughs> and she, yeah, she's just scary. You know, she, they had some great scary moments with her. That of course, sound fair. all heartbreaking because she wants to see her boys. It's all about the boys. <laughs> and also because uh, she was a hero for the past like seven years of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like think about characters like that we've known since 2015. Right. Like 2029. <laughs> they allegedly, uh, you know, something to her. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, Multiverse Saga, they'll be continuing that with a bazillion movies. They announced like what, 10, they showed like 10, the, the due dates for 10 new movies or so and a bunch of TV shows. Mm, yeah. Logging in some hours. Everything from a new Daredevil show to, uh, well, a uh, mature audience rated zombie Marvel show that they animated. <laughs> They're covering everything. Yeah. So, but let's mainly focus on like two things. First off, they announced, they've showed the first trailer for the last movie of Phase 4 before they begin Phase 5, and that is Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. And we all watched the trailer yesterday together. Garrett, what did you think of the trailer? It was a good trailer. Um, Contrary to most new MCU film trailers, the movie felt, or not the movie, the trailer, it of course doesn't, it's just a teaser, so it doesn't show you a lot about what the plot of the movie is going to be. But throughout the whole trailer, you can tell that they're really um, showing reverence to the fact that Bozeman is no longer there. Yeah. And they're... And that's what the film is really going to dive into, I, I think. From the vibe I get out of the trailers, how is Wakanda to be run? Right. Now that that and King is no it is more. kind of the same thing with the whole movie itself. It's like they're discussing the whole movie in the movie, and that is what are you going to do without Chadwick Boseman? What yeah. are you going to do without Black Panther? Something worth noting as well is they're going to have to explain where he is. 
because that's true. What happened to what him? What happened? You know, he like did he die of a disease? Because the last time we saw him, he was, he was fighting outriders in in right. Endgame. Yeah, and you know, ruling, great thing about the way. ruling and reigning in Wakanda after Stark's death. So right, it, they're going to have to explain that, and and you they, you really feel the honor. Yeah, throughout that trailer of you know the fallout of, of right. his passing. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they're able to move on because the first Black Panther movie was in many ways the perfect MCU film. Sweet. Um, so I, uh, I know, we'll see. I've, so this guy called Comic Books Explained just goes through the like comic books. Jim DeShiel, who I think we've talked about a few times on the show, we love talking about Marvel stuff with him. He was the one who recommended it to me. But he was talking about the, this comic books explained guy was talking about all the comic books that lead up to what we'll talk about eventually, Secret Wars. And one of the cool things was the character who's going to be the villain of Black Panther 2 is big in those comics. Namor the Samaritan. Mm. And that's going to be the villain of uh, Black Panther 2. One interesting side note is that Black Panther 2, Atlantis, Namor the Samaritan is the king of Atlantis. And that's a very, going to be a very big role in Black Panther 2, but also coming out pretty soon likely is Aquaman 2, which is DC with Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we know, though, if Amber Heard's going to be in it, though. Mm. Really? I think that, I think that people... Are they going to cut her out? There's been at How least big movements. To? I have to reshoot most of the film. I know, right? Yeah. And delay, and delay its release date. Big time. Putting it mildly, she's in hot water right now. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is Johnny Depp used to be in hot water. <laughs> but Depp yeah, has risen from the ash. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. At least lately. <laughs> that trial was like so mean. It was <laughs> so it many. Was. They so many. That's so many videos. You can say what you want about well, yeah, about the actual thing, but, but it, it's just amazing how how much it became the thing i know everyone like you can you can watch it live yes you can like wow imagine if your your court trial was held live yeah for real like i wonder what it's like to have your personal life all very public exposed like that to the public and everyone has an opinion of your personal life yeah yeah that would be pretty crazy so yeah this movie's coming out i think november of this year wakanda forever can't wait for it i mean I'm looking forward to it. I don't have too much strong feelings for the movie. I think my biggest thought is I'm just I'm very curious about how they'll do it without Chadwick Boseman yeah. or without recasting Black Panther, you know, or something like that. Like, how are they going to do this? Now, the trailer does reveal it seems like there will be a someone that picks up the mantle yes. as the new Black Panther. That's right. The very I have my own theory on who it is. Who is but your theory? I think that it's um, uh, what's her name. I have to look her name up real quick. Mm. Um, Black Panther's uh, T'Challa's love interest in the first movie. Yeah. Um, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Um, oh, gosh. What's her name? The character or the actor? The character. Character. I know the actress's name. Oh, the um, character's name is... My theory would be that it would have been Shuri, Black Panther's sister. I, I don't see it. You think they're just gonna make sure he be. I Shuri? mean, it could be. Could it be. could be, but I I think it's more likely that it. Maybe it'll be the, like the whole purpose of the film will be like, what is, who's going to be the next black? Panther? It'll be a twist. Nakia, Nakia. It would not surprise me if it's a twist. Like they build it up as Shuri, but then it reveals to be Nakia or something like that, or the opposite. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. not surprise me either. Yeah. What did you think of the trailer? Any thoughts, Parker? Not not much. I. 
I'm, I don't remember the first Black Panther extremely well. Like, I remember parts of it, but I'm just, I'm not seeing how they're going to do it. keep doing it without those men. Yeah. Like, it, the movie may not float. I think <laughs> now, from, from the trailer, like, the trailer was encouraging to me because it really feels like it's going to be a monumental release because everyone was well aware of Bozeman's passing. And, yeah. and, and that, was the big, that was the big question after Endgame was yeah. like, hey, you know, how's the MCU going to carry on? Because the first Black Panther movie was so well-received, and now they don't have a lead for, for, the, for the future projects. So seeing them really treat it as a monumental yeah. release for the MCU, and I loved the art style and visuals in the trailer as well. I, I almost forgot to mention that. So I was I was encouraged by the trailer. It, it, I hope it's good. It didn't reveal a lot yeah. about the story, but I was at least encouraged as far as what tone they're taking. Going now, forward. will it be the Oscar bait that the first one was? Because the first one was like, I mean, I mean, granted, the first one wasn't the greatest Oscar like winner of all time, but for a superhero movie, it like yeah. it did more. It's than one of the best. Superhero Rotten Tomatoes made. did it with amazement and mm-hmm. uh, Oscars, but like, will the sequel do it like that? I don't know. I mean, the sequel. A lot of what made Black Panther so great was it was so unique. And so, like, it's art style. What's interesting, and it's, you know. this just hit me, but now it's impossible to make a generic sequel for Black Panther. Yeah. Not like, I'm not saying that that's a good thing necessarily because of Chadwick Boseman's passing, but it's just an interesting thought, like, okay, now this forces it. They can't just do the first one all over again. This is going to be very different. Yeah. So, yeah, Black Panther 2 comes out November this year. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but we have a movie even bigger to talk about, and that is they announced Ant-Man this Quantumania. week. Oh, no. yes. I mean, in, in, I can't wait for Ant-Man <laughs> We We know how Patch loves his Ant-Man. Oh, Ant-Man was like my favorite movie <laughs> They have movie to make up for the Oh, they have to, quite they have to make two movies in this movie. <laughs> yes. Because I'll be honest, Ant-Man the Lost was not... I it mean, was lackluster. It had a if you moments. ask Parker, it had the, the truth movie. serum sequence. That was oh, it. Yeah, that really that, was the it. truth serum sequence was amazing. That's a lie. I don't feel anything. This is true serum. <laughs> I love it. Then the guy who made it at the end goes, "This is true serum." It was so funny. There's no such but thing as true serum. Yes. What if Sonny was in it again? <laughs> Poor Sonny. Sonny's wow. in Fat Man. <laughs> if y'all don't know what Fat Man is, look it up. It's like a thriller starring Mel Gibson and Santa Claus. It's like it's a Christmas. Really, film. it almost is like a. We've never seen we it. We never have. No, I can't endorse it necessarily. <laughs> but it's almost like the idea is. The idea seems like it'd be like an SNL skit. Like yes. what if saying, what if this boy got. Cole for Christmas and hired a hitman to kill Santa Claus. <laughs> but then in the meantime, Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus so, makes a one-time agreement with the, the U.S. military. <laughs> it's so like, what? I love the concept. And then it stars Mel Gibson, of all people, <laughs> to be Santa Claus. And when he's in it, you know it's going to be gritty. Oh, yes. Violent. And then he goes, well, he says something think like, you're the virus yes. <laughs> to come looking for Santa Claus. <laughs> to kill Santa Claus. Yeah, to kill. <laughs> and then at the very end of the trailer, remember how he goes like, he goes, you better watch. He's like, I see you when you sleep, but he said, you better watch out. I think the trailer. Something. They played the, play the song. I see you when you sleep. He's like, but you better watch out. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, what, where were we at? 
Quantumania. Oh, Sonny, yeah, Quantumania. It's going to start, the main villain's going to be like Kang the Conqueror, who has a moment. Garrett has yet to see Loki, which makes me want to bang my head against the port, against something. <laughs> but Kang, so we won't talk too much about Is it. Is he in Loki? Oh, yeah. Yes and no. That's all I'll say. Okay. It'll make more sense once you watch it, because it's an awesome show. But, basically, the actor who plays him in Loki is now going to play him in, uh, going to play Kang in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And then after that, we have a few more films in Phase 5. And then Phase 6, most of which consists of two new Avengers movies. They've only announced those three movies from it, though. Right. Okay, so first, in Phase 6, we got Fantastic Four, which it's about time. I mean, it is. I can't wait. Fantastic Four, That's, I, you go ahead. I think that might be my most awaited really? Marvel film before those other two. Yes. I mean, unless mm, Ant-Man and Mania yeah. just... Just promise it. It just looks so good. Like yeah. I think, I think, Fantastic Four is the and one I'm most looking. Really, forward to. I really would argue, and I'm not even a comic person. Like when it comes to like loving the comics, but I don't think they've ever made a true, big, like realistic Fantastic Four movie that's done justice to Doctor Doom, Mister Fantastic, and the universe they live in. Yeah. So knowing Kevin Feige is like you know being Kevin Feige on it. He's gonna. He's, he's the. Name, he's the Godfather of comic yes. book movies. Oh yes, and I mean Doctor Doom. That's the big. Thing. Notice he's not even being confirmed. We just know he's in it. Oh, he's got to be. We in just it. know he's in it. And yeah. like he bet like. And it's gonna it, just be such. It, it's a gonna be like big, the best Doctor yeah. Doom because Doctor Doom's like the Marvel villain in the comics. Yeah. And after Fantastic Four, less than a year after Fantastic. Yes. Dare dare I throw this out oh, there? Throw it out, man. Thanos may be nothing compared to Doctor Doom if they do him right. If they do him right, as a character, based on the comics, I mean, it, Doctor Doom is oh, Doctor Doom can be the yeah, he's Marvel villain. He really is. I I would say yeah, the Marvel villain. And interesting that they're willing to dive right into I know, Doctor like, Doom in the second saga of the MCU. Right, and then instantly throw in what could be Doctor Doom's ultimate moment, and that is the two new Avenger movies. You have a, we have two new Avenger movies: Avengers: The Kang Dynasty and Avengers: Secret Wars. And Secret Wars, when I first when we first heard about the idea, oh, of Secret we Wars, heard legends of Secret Wars years ago. And then our friend who like knows all the theories for the movies is like, oh yeah, Secret Wars is coming. He told us yeah. this before Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness confirmed. Hey, he told us this probably so before Endgame of, came out. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He said it, he said Secret Wars is going to happen. That, that they've already. Uh, they've all but confirmed oh, yeah. that it'll He like, told like, it to like, us afterwards, and he cited uh, the Russo yeah. brothers saying, well, we'll come back if they do Secret Wars. And Which, interestingly and enough, Kevin Feige has said they will not be doing Secret Wars. He has? Oh. Ooh. But keep in mind, Secret Wars is still three years out. That's true. They could... There could be things that change, or that might be a bald face lie. Because remember, we were told we were told <laughs> that those two Spider Men were not coming. Back we were told a lot. <laughs> we might, we look, them. we might get to the credits of the movie, and then it says directed by the Russo we're like, brothers. No, and then we're like, what? like they don't even yeah. tell us that the Russos yeah. are directing it. Like, I mean, I'm looking forward to this because Secret Wars in the comics, you know, since they're all based off of comics, is like the epic. Like, see, they've done a few Secret Wars. Like, they did Secret Wars of the 80s, Secret Wars in 2015, and likely they're going to, like, you know, pile it all together and make one Secret Wars. But, I mean, like, Secret Wars 2015 is epic. It deserves to be a three-hour movie. Oh, I would love that. It's like the death of the Marvel If they're going to top Endgame with a mega event, this is probably And what's cool is in Secret Wars 2015, I'm pretty sure in the 80s one, he's big as well, but Doctor Doom becomes 
OP. Like, they call him God King Doom. That's how OP he becomes <laughs> in Secret Wars. I mean, and like, yeah. And the fact that they just uh, reveal him probably a year beforehand is like... Huh. And this, uh, it looks like they're going to do Infinity War Endgame Part 1, Part 2, yeah. like they did. But this, with these movies, they're only going to be six months apart. Kang, the first Avengers That's of Kang Dynasty comes out in May of 2025, and Avengers Secret Wars comes out in November of 2025, which is only a year after we meet Doctor Doom in Fantastic Four. Unless November they bring him in before then. True. Like, what if, the, what, if, what if in two months we go see Wakanda Forever and Doctor Doom's in it? Because yeah. Dr. Doom in the comics, his nation, Latveria, who he's the king over, does declare war on Wakanda. Oh! Which should be... W- Waka- uh, that should be Black Panther 3, because that's a big event in the comics. Or they could have oh. just introduced Latveria in Wakanda Yes, Forever. that would be so cool. Yeah, they could. And introduce whoever Doom's alter ego, Victor, uh, Victor Von Doom. I mean, you know, it's yeah, not his made-up right. name. It's not his made-up name. Kind of like Dr. Strange. Yeah, it's just right. Victor <laughs> Introduce Dr. Doom. Before Doctor he gets Doom, his superpowers. Doctor Doom's got a lot of character development. I almost think they should do that. That would be really cool. Because they, they showed us Thanos for the first time in Avengers 1. They did. And, yeah. There was another was Avengers a film in the time. It was seven right. years until yeah. Endgame. So I remember so, Parker said that, you know, perhaps those three movies could really be a trilogy. Fantastic Four, Avengers, Kang Dynasty, and Secret Wars. Just like how Captain America Civil War, Avengers Endgame, uh, Infinity War and Endgame kind of all plays like almost a trilogy of films by the Russo brothers. What if they revealed that they were all done by the same people? Hmm. Those three movies. They might. I'm sure they'll all be... Right. Now, who's going to be the Avengers team? Because, like, the originals are kind of gone. Hulk's but we probably kind of Oh, because multiverse is multiverse everywhere. Multiverse is gonna let them just pull. Oh one man, out of the like if they brought Tony Jr. Stark back, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, they won't be probably in the spotlight, right? But they might surprise. Because pa- Paxton mentioned this earlier. As far as the clear and present MCU, barring multiverse and everything, right? Um, Paxton said something that I really liked, and that's. MCU Phase Four has sort of been called uh, the MCU. The MCU. Because I mean, that's what all the heroes it. are now are now the girls now. It's like so it's 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 their turn to to really take take things over. So yeah, so we're getting Mighty Thor and which we have not seen. We have not seen the. We have not yet. seen Love and Thunder. We're gonna go see it tomorrow night. So we're like, we don't know the fate of Mighty Thor. Mighty Thor. <laughs> <laughs> As he says, Mighty Thor and uh, Korg. Hello. No, I'm talking about the just oh. the female squad oh. now. Yeah, it's probably going to be Captain Marvel, um, perhaps, perhaps perhaps Mighty Thor, depending on what they yeah. do with her tomorrow. We'll, we'll see. But um, Monica Chavez. I don't know. Monica uh, Chavez I, might I, be. May, more I kind of don't. Now yeah, she I, probably I really, will. I mean, she's like she'll probably be present. Them. Yeah. Who else? I'm forgetting uh, a couple. Well, the new Black Panther is probably a girl. Probably. You got. In, in all honesty, it probably. She is. Hulk. Um, Who's the new she Hulk? She Hulk. I'm missing the no. But there's a big one like Captain Marvel. Big. That's become huh. a new. There's uh, so many films. I'm confused. <laughs> we might get the three Spideys back. That would be cool. And honestly, really, really hoping they pull Wolverine out, uh, Hugh Jackman yes, out Hugh of the multiverse for one last comeback. Because I remember sad. him making a comment. Uh, that he wanted, like he thought, being in a, a crossover 
event would be cool. If, if I could be wrong, I'd need to go back and check for it. But that would be so cool. His dream was to have Wolverine fight Batman inside the tumbler. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <Design>. <laughs> Fish and Bales Batman. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. <laughs> I like how he specified inside the Tumblr. Yes. <laughs> Not any Batmobile. Wait, are they fighting inside the Tumblr? No, no, oh, no, Batman no. It's not like Batman's the driving it's not the like, Tumblr, fighting Wolverine. It's not like Wolverine's in the, in the second seat and Batman's in the main yeah, seat fighting. <laughs> that would be a strange idea on Hugh Jackman's part. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, those two films come out in 2025. Yep. That's honestly a lot sooner than I thought to conclude three, like the first three, three phases. That's in three the years. The phase six is only going to be a year. Dang. Like phase one, two, and three took 10, 11 years. Phase four, five, and six go from 2022, 2021 to 2025. That's which, like four years. Which I, I'm, I'll throw this out there as well. I don't think that Marvel truly knew that it was going to take off like it did that's when they released so. Iron Man 1 oh, in 2008. Yeah, no, yeah. Because not only... Not only was Iron Man one a big deal when it came out, but it's it also rode on the heels of the Dark Knight, That's true. which also renewed, like, just brought about a huge revolution in superhero movies. Yeah. So they probably had no idea, and so when it start, started to take off, it was almost like overwhelming at first. So they had to really and Disney cashed in. in early. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they had to cash uh, in. a big cashier's check. Yes. And then they ate Mar they ate Marvel. Then they ate. Lucasfilm, then they Fox. ate Fox, which was a big mouthful. Yeah. Up They're next, still chewing that one up. They're still <laughs> up next is the U.S. government. Yeah. No, yeah. Just kidding. Or they just buy Florida because of the whole thing <laughs> Not DeSantis. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. They're they buy Florida and it secedes from the Union. <laughs> a Disney Civil War. No. They call, the, they call the new nation Disney. Dang. <laughs> Dang. That's crazy. So, yep, that movie comes out 2025. We cannot wait. I wonder if we'll still be doing We Love That Podcast. Like, you know, a podcast in 2025. To talk about secret If we do, yeah, there's going to be some. We all have just yeah. big beards, you know. We're married men. Yes. Lord willing. And then we're, like, just talking about. Yeah, secret. Remember that episode, like, 12 years, like, five years, four years ago? <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. like, what the heck? All the, all the ideas that we had back in 2022. And yeah, we were how, so How young. none of them came <laughs> We through. were young and dumb back then. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yep, those two films, the two Avengers movies, two Avengers films in one year, which, that's crazy. That's a first. We don't usually, The Matrix did that for Matrix 2 and 3, I'm pretty sure. Oh, but, like, did? less than a year apart. It yeah. might not have been the same, like, literal year, but... Less than 365 days apart. Which, if it's anything like that, people say that those are the worst, like, ever. Mm. Yeah. Then people didn't like Matrix uh, Resurrections either. <laughs> so, yeah, those two films come out 2025. Cannot wait for them. But now in other news, we got something a little bit more present to talk about. And that is the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV show that they spent almost a billion dollars to make. And... You know, they're making it because everyone loves The Lord of the Rings. It's like the best film series ever, best film trilogy ever. The question is, will this live up to it? Will this be any good? And we've had two, tra two uh, longer trailers come out now. Mm -hmm. In about one week's time, we watched them. And let's just talk about what we think about them. So what do y'all think about these trailers? Like, like, how's our confidence level doing, Garrett Parker? My confidence level when I first heard about the project was probably about 
positive. And that, and that makes that that's good because um, who could ever make something like The Lord of the Rings? Right, and a lot of that had to do with it being a big studio like Amazon taking it over, and some of the comments that were made by Jeff Bezos, like "I want this to be Game of Thrones 2.0." Oh and, uh, man, that kind of took my confidence down a bit. But then I heard that they're bringing in Tolkien scholars on the project, and, yeah. uh, trying to supposedly trying to to treat it with respect and honor the the legendarium as much as possible. So that bumped my confidence level up a little bit more. And now we have a new trailer that gives us a good glimpse of the orcs. Oh, and they were um, good, and they looked. Amazing. None of that CGI orcs like The Hobbit. We're yeah. going back to just makeup. Yeah, none of, and none all of that, that crap. Just go back to basics. Um. <laughs> Y'all know the Hobbit trilogy. And I mean, we we love we do. Oh, love we love it. the Hobbit trilogy. We don't except for the Battle of the Five Armies. No, we <laughs> love the Battle of the Five Armies. I love Armies it, too. but it's so we love its extended edition. But it's the. I hate to use this word, but it is the dumbest of the of but the Lord the of the Rings movies. But it's the most supreme. <laughs> it is. But it's such like a anyway, typical action movie. What I mean to say, even though it's we good, love though, the yes, Hobbit trilogy, nowhere near the greatness of Lord of the Rings trilogy. Right. But the older it gets, and when it's going to be sandwiched by Rings of Power and the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, the way their orcs look, the Hobbit trilogy really is going to look like a video game. It's as gonna, video uh, games advance. Yeah, it's going it to age. It's going to age more than Lord, than Lord of the Rings Lord. ever will. That's crazy. Because That's tough to imagine, but yeah, all that true. CGI and all that in there. The only part of Lord of the Rings that ages is the first scene in the Return of the King, whenever Smeagol's brother is in the water being carried by that fish. <laughs> and he's like this CGI just human just floating there. Like, I mean, you can't throw dirt on Return of the King, but if you could, that would be like the one thing. Like, admit it, Garrett. It is a little. Yeah, I mean, it, the technology. Of course, hindered yeah. hindered that, but it's not quite as bad as it's nowhere near as bad as many other films right. that they've aged and <coughs> cats, cats, yes, <laughs> Justice League. Oh, you, Justice forgive League. me. You have to say the right Justice League. Yeah. Not well, if one. I meant the Snyder Cut, I'd say the Snyder. That's true. So. Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut will never end. <laughs> the Snyder Cut. We <laughs> no, don't I'm even kidding. call it Justice. League. We just call it the Snyder Cut. Yes. Like that's the that's the title of the movie. Or the, the true Justice League. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited for this new show. It's uh, it's hopefully listen. Yes, it looks phenomenal mm. for the, a TV show, especially the visual style. It feels like something we'd go see at the movies, not on a streaming platform. Right, and they said that uh, something interesting that one of the uh, show creators, head creators, said about it is the Lord of the Rings movies take place in the third age. And they, they use this term for the, the world that's, that, that's it's taking right. place in. You have the first age, the second age, the third age. And they use this term for the third age. They called it a post-apocalyptic Middle Earth. Huh. Yes. And, and that is consistent with what J.R.R. and Christopher I both said about it as before. well. The third age almost takes place in a post-apocalyptic Middle Earth. And... This show is going to take place long before that. If I'm right, isn't it the prime Middle, Middle Earth, Earth at its height? That's cool. Where the kind of like in between kingdoms the are Elven High Age of the First Age. Because the yeah. first age of the Lord of the Rings yeah. is what the Silmarillion right, is based off of, which is probably my favorite age because I just love the Silmarillion. But the Silmarillion is like those first 
few years of chaos, you know, trying to establish the world because you have the evil Morgoth and just, it's, it's a big nightmare, you know, what's going on in the world. Yeah. But then you have the second age, which has a lot of grandeur, you know. But there's a lot we don't know about the second right. age. Right, which, which, which is scary and cool because it's cool because they get to tell new stories, but it's scary because in this show that takes place during the second age, they get to tell new stories, which means they're not Tolkien stories. Yeah. Which, now, yeah, it gives me uh, mixed feelings. I was reading, that's how they got the job. So the two showrunners... Uh, no JD, one's ever heard of them, really. J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, they're not... I, I don't even think they have their own Wikipedia pages. That like, is They crazy. are not big And like, they put them in charge of the... But listen, Amazon, show. when Amazon sunk all their money into buying the Lord of the Rings rights, right. they had writers come and creatives come and pitch ideas to them. One of those was the Young Aragorn show. One of them was a Gimli spinoff. Oh, and they man. Were getting None all these, of those. They were getting all these ideas pitched. And so these two guys, uh, McKay and Payne, they knew, they, they're, they, as when you listen to them talk, they're, they're well-versed in Tolkien lore and Tolkien's cool. writings and Tolkien's viewpoints on things. And they said um, they went to Amazon with the idea of doing a series off the second age, which is gonna, they're following the, like I think they've described it as breadcrumbs that Tolkien left, because Tolkien never wrote a novel about the second right. age. He just wrote He yeah. summarized he sum- it. Yeah, summarized it in the Silmarillion. So that they like are that. like, this is Tolkien's untold epic, that they're wanting to follow his blueprint that he laid while also having the flexibility and freedom to add their own right. things while not being, but they don't want it to be their own. Yeah. Like when they talk, they're like, "There's a little gray really wanna, area in there." We want to honor what Tolkien wrote. We don't want to add our own like new now, agenda. That they they even said they want this show to be timeless. Right. They don't want to input things that are going to make it feel dated. Like, oh, that was totally yeah. They're not going to put any modern politics. So 2010 politics or 2020 politics. Um, so so you saying yeah. that gives me more hope in the show. Yeah. Especially when you compare that, like, just imagine if that was like us three pitching a show like because we're nerds of the second age of middle earth pitching a show about you become in charge of this show like that's cool and yeah it being based off the second age and being about the lore of tolkien like the lore we've never seen the lore manifested on the big screen yeah and so and there are clips in the trailers from the first age which is like silmarillion content which is yeah jaw dropping now technically they don't have the rights to this silmarillion book but they they probably halfway do though because yeah. the estate's not gonna let them contradict that's the true really either. But since they have yeah. rights to, to the point. appendices of Lord of the Rings, that kind of gives them a lot of the gives them a lot. Yeah. Think about it, they have the rights to the whole Lord of the Rings books, and they're making this show just based off the appendices. Isn't that crazy? And they pay cool. insane money just for the, those appendices. Well, and they're getting to use the name the Lord of the Rings. That's true. To make money. <laughs> that's true. They're using that to put it out there. So, Parker, what about you? What do you think about this show? Are you confident in it? My confidence in it has gone so up and down over the several years we've known about it because they really could ruin it. They really could. Like Halo? Probably not <laughs> that bad. Because, like, yes, I mean, they could ruin it. I haven't even seen Halo, but I just remember months ago seeing that meme where you see the two hands, fit, like, clutching each other, the two yes. muscular hands that says, one of them says Halo TV show. Other one says Rings of Power. And it says like the fans uniting. Yeah. 
too ruined TV, too ruined adaptation. Yeah. yeah. And it's scary because it could be because half that's already true with the Halo show. Yeah. But now yeah. will the other half of that meme be true with Lord of the Rings? But continue, Parker. Uh, sorry. No, I, I think, I mean, they're obviously getting a lot of things right, like the visual look and the music. The cast looks like they're going to do a great job. Um, the showrunners, as I mentioned before, they... Uh, Seem they seem passionate about Tolkien and knowledgeable about Tolkien um, and knowledgeable about his stories and his writings. And, of course, they have the estate to keep them in check that they've been working with on the storyline because they've had to deviate in some of the canon. They're compressing right. these thousands of years of events down into a, a lifetime yeah. of events so that yeah. way their humans don't die off in between episodes. And... Um, They've said, like, there were rumors that the show was going to have a lot of sexual content and things. And they came out and said, no, we're going to make this show appropriate for a younger audience that as well. Uh, they, 11, 12, 13-year-olds, they want them to watch this show too, even if they might, you know, there might be some scary moments, they said. But they want it to be a show for, you know, really for everyone, I think. And uh, that makes me, that makes me very happy. Um, the... The Silmarillion first age lore stuff is hopefully going to just be amazing. <laughs> I would love it if the entire pilot episode, in some way, hopefully a big way, at least references or does flashbacks or something to the first age. Yeah. Some, some, at least some things in the first age. I think. Because it looks like they're coming right off the War of Wrath at the very beginning of the show, thinking that their time of peace has come, Morgoth, the great enemy, is destroyed. Right. But his captain, his second-in-command, Sauron, is going to be building strength. Think so. about this, too. Sauron, seeing him first in the Lord of the Rings trilogy back right. in the early he's 2000s, so impersonal. he's so iconic, but yet so impersonal. He's just that spirit eye thing. Yes. Other than he's he's more of an entity mask. than yeah. a person. Yeah. yeah. He's more of a, uh, a manifestation embodiment of evil. Of evil. Yeah. yeah. Embodiment yeah. of evil. Um, and he's treat he's treated with so much respect. Right. But the audience itself can't really connect with Sauron. Yeah. He's right. he's just sort of. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's he's just he's used Sauron. To scare me you so know. Bad. Our entire and and then in the Hobbit trilogy, I, I don't want to leave this out. In the Hobbit trilogy, the necromancer, so it got a little he becomes deeper. the netro the necromancer, and you sort of get to see how his you his return to, face to with him a couple times. you come face to face with him, see a little bit of his power. Um, he has that epic moment in Battle of the Five Armies <laughs> yes. with the Ring Wraiths and Galadriel, where he comes back and Galadriel. Think about this him. though; that might have been a rematch. What we'll see. In the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. the show. And then Sauron's yes. in the show. But continue. But, like, you know, even then, Sauron isn't... And he's definitely much of a smaller character in The Hobbit than he was right. in Lord of the Rings. We're about to see a personal Sauron. Yes, a human show. Sauron. He's going to yeah. take, many, take un, many forms. Unmasked yeah. human Sauron. Yeah, he's going to be... Many th we're about to see the Sauron who is literally, as Aragorn called him, Sauron the Deceiver. Yes. Who comes in wielding rings of power and saying, "Hey, you'll want to use these to help, you know." Yeah. Think uh, about that episode where he gives out all the rings. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. That and would help be. help organize your race and you know govern 
with these with these rings. Yeah. Which before that though, he has to do what he does to the island of Numenor, which True. is big in the Silmarillion in the story called yeah. the Calabeth, the fall of Numenor. I cannot wait to see that on the big sc- on the screen, like. Yes. Oh, that episode's going to be amazing. Another thing that gives me optimism and, and hope for the series is that the showrunners, the two showrunners, have said they not only know how they want the show to end, they know what they want the very last shot of the 50-hour... They're calling it a 50-hour saga, five seasons, hour-long episodes, I think. They know what the very last camera shot of the whole show is going to be, and we're not going to see that until, what, 2027? Dang, Gosh. <laughs> I respect that because I love it when people it know It shows vision. Doing. Like, Zack Snyder, he knows what he's doing. I, I say that all the time on the show. <laughs> we need to have him on the show. Yes! <laughs> Zach, if you're listening, we would, we would more. We would be more than willing to have you join us. It would be a true pleasure to, We'd talk, love to, to talk, talk to you. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and which also there's this, too. We think of 2027 as being way far out there. It's only five years from now. That's yeah. true. It's five years from now. I mean, five, five years before now was when The Last Jedi came out. Dang. Last Jedi turns five. Don't remind me. We'll be talking no, about kidding. Last Jedi's 10th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> don't remind me. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. I mean, I don't hate The Last Jedi. But yes, we, we talked about that yesterday. We talked about that last episode. Yeah. Like we said last time, there's never a more movie that, like, uh, it's yeah. sheer. It's it's name alone invokes so much. Yeah. In, uh, in the <laughs> More entire, than the Phantom Menace. In the entire oh. history of Hollywood, I would dare say, no one film has ever done enough to disrupt a franchise. <laughs> yes. And disrupt the, the fandom. That's sad. <laughs> but we don't hate Ryan Even Johnson. though the film itself shows much talent when right. into making it. Yeah. So, with this show coming out, like, yeah... The one concern that me and Garrett have with the show are these characters called the Harfoots. And I'm not against them necessarily, but it's just that the Harfoots are the predecessors of the Hobbits, I think. So they're the small people that go in Middle Earth, you know, that not too many people know about. But they're put in the show, even though they didn't do big things in the Second Age. And me and Garrett are kind of scared that just doing that to be like Lord of the Rings for money, you know, like, you know, kind of like with episode seven of Star Wars, like we talked about in the last episode, just a repeat of Lord of the Rings. So we're just kind of scared that, you know, they're going to do that and get a repeat of Lord of the Rings yeah. for the show. And I don't like and that because, like, the Silmarillion about the first and second age yeah. and is I, not a repeat of Lord I of the Rings. I agree, too, that they are going to need to prove, they're going to both need to prove, need to prove there's a good reason for the Harfoots being in the story. And, and there might be. They're also going to have to do it without deviating from Tolkien's established right. canon. And, but, and they're going to have to do both of those things. But what does justify their inclusion from a, a very um, broad... They're, they're trying to attract a broad audience, and they don't want to turn them off early in the show. And so people who are coming in with Lord of the Rings on the mind are going to be thinking Hobbits. Right. And it's going to come across as very unusual to a very casual audience who knows nothing about the books. Right. If there's no hobbits in the show. That's true. And so some of that is going to be nostalgia. Yeah. And they're going to have to they're going to have to earn that though by making sure it's a right. solid story. And honestly, that's true for every character in the show. Right. Because the, from what we've seen in the trailers, if those lines don't if those lines that are written <laughs> don't, don't have better. good context oh, yeah. behind them. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's not gonna float either. It's gonna sink a lot because of the story and the depth have to be good. Yeah. And but if we, you know, and, and for, to be fair, if we took certain lines from Lord of the Rings out of context and put them in a trailer, 
and without giving I guess, the yeah, background to what that was said, like Aragorn saying, I would have followed you to the end. Like, that can be just a generic line. But the way it's used in the movie, you know, you just want to quote it. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you, you have to quote, quote it. it. And the way it's delivered, too, by Vico is, is just great. So I, there's still hope, but they're, they're really going to have to nail the storyline and the character arcs, and they're not going to be needing to introduce their own, like, agendas into it. They right. need to stick to the books while still being creative and, and solid in all of That's that. what makes The Hobbit, and even to a bigger degree, Lord of the Rings, so special. As books are movies. Hobbits, the story. Okay, oh yeah. Hobbits never came into this. No one knows who they are other than pretty much Gandalf. Yeah. Like in the outside world. Like they, they never. Yeah, they changed the they course never of history. come into the story, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's sort of the whole premise of the third age. Is the third age is when the hobbits save the world. Yeah. Um, they definitely can't be the savior figures of this. Whereas show. the first and second ages deal with the height of Middle Earth when you have the elves and the kingdoms of men trying to trying to get their start and but being overshadowed by the elves and yeah, um, but the elves are fading in the second age. They're starting to fade. Yeah. The third age is really when because they they've been at war for so long. And um, I, I have a suspicion. What my my theory for the Harfoots is, they won't ever actually do anything that's going to go down in the history books of Middle Earth, but they're going to serve as an unexpected companion that's going to bring and maybe an some hero. extra light into us fallen characters world and and sort of do something they're going to do something big and special and great but it's going to be so behind the scenes that the, only the audience and those few characters will know about it and it's going to be they're going to pull in a lot of the heart of the movie probably yeah or heck they might just be in season one and we don't hear from them again Dang. they might be <laughs> because because have you noticed in the trailer the the meteor that lands yeah. I've read where the character called the Stranger comes down from the sky and well, that's, cool. that's the Harfoots watching him come down. They might just be the characters that get to meet that character first. Who is the stranger? How much you they don't say. How much you call the stranger? And to tell you the truth, he looks like Jesus with the robes and the beard and the long oh, brown is he in hair. There? He's not in the trailer, I don't think. But he's But there's a character poster for him. On the twenty two character posters they released. Here's a thought. What if he was and that might be Sauron. Or if he's Sauron. I was going to say, what if he's Gandalf? Or Gandalf. And the reason is because it says of that Maiar in the Silmarillion, who people assume is Gandalf, that he spent time with the elves. Mm. So maybe just yeah. thought. Could yeah. be. He could be one of. Course, we don't know if he's going to be. Corsi, then there again, there again, the Astari do not come to Middle Earth until the Third Age. As a Astari, though, maybe but as, as they're Maiars. Assuming they're Maiar. True. You can get yeah. deep in the middle. <laughs> you really can. We're yeah. going to have to be prepared to give them some slack with this show, though. But not too much. But not too much slack. Because Lord and, of the Rings I mean, talking about. And another yeah. thing, that this, this is a concerning thing, but, I mean, they can do it. But it's concerning. There is going to be another elf-human romance. Mm. That's... I got mixed huh? feelings because they're making there is. that up. And it's, they're no. making it up, too. It's no. Not yes, they are. So Don't it's tell me that. Movie. But this time, the elf is going to be the male and the human is going to be the female. Ah, uh, no, no. Now, no. just think about this, Garrett. You're going to love it after I say this. 
dwarf elf romance from The Hobbit. That will still be worse, surely. Yes, that will still be worse, surely. Perhaps. But, but knowing this is kind of like a money move, just like... Uh, they're go- again, they're gonna, like the Harfits, they're going to have to prove that it's worthwhile in the story. Yeah. Otherwise, it is just going to be a money move. And I, we don't like money and moves. We don't, we don't, we don't like money moves here on We, we don't appreciate. We don't <laughs> appreciate it when it's fan service that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And also, the is there a difference? Is, prove is, too. is there a difference, though, in fan service and money move? We're getting into deep philosophy. Oh, there. yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference. How would you define the difference? Fan service is being aware of the desire of fans to really have their dreams fulfilled on screen. Yeah. Money move is you're doing this you're doing this or implementing a plot point or a character to get to to sheerly for the for the attraction that character or plot element brings out of an audience. And notice this is where Top Gun Maverick did it great. It was amazing fan service Yet it excelled far and beyond where it's more than just a money move. It Fan service that felt it. natural. Yeah, and it actually mm-hmm. uh, made it work. It like we've talked about, it, it could be the best legacy sequel ever made. Yeah, because of just how it's just a great movie, along with being, by the way, a uh, you know Top Gun, you know, sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. So before we head off, Parker, what, do you, what about the music? You're, you you talked a lot oh, about I like the, music the music for the show. They released I, two for tracks. For one thing, Howard Shore is coming back to score the main thing, yes. which is a big win. And then the two tracks that the composer Bear McCreary has released for the show are really good. Um, they give me they get me excited. I think that the show is going to have really qu- quality music. I particularly throughout. enjoyed the Sauron track. That was yeah, they were good. both good. Galadriel's pretty I, good. Too. I enjoyed Galadriel more the first time through, but Sauron has grown on me as well, and I'm, I'm excited for what they have for us in music. Oh yeah, sweet. It's it's got a lot to live up to, and a lot of uh, it's gonna have to do a lot of things right. But it has the potential to be the greatest TV show ever. I would love it if it was. <laughs> we yeah, hope it really I hope, does. I really do because I don't have a favorite TV show. I've never enjoyed television that much. I haven't either. I, I'm not a I, big I want, TV show kind of guy. I would love it if after this show's done and you know you're sitting there and the icebreaker question, what's your favorite TV show? I want it to come to my mind immediately. Oh, Rings of Power. Yeah. That's what I hope happens. That's yeah. what I hope happens. And, and I hope that it's so good that I'll watch it through again and again. There's some shows that people will watch through again and again. And, and I mean, I'm talking about story-driven shows, not sitcoms in this case. But yeah, yeah. Even though there are sitcoms, people will as well. Oh, yes. But, but for this, like, uh, put it on. If it can reach the level of a great movie, it will have done something that yes. no other TV show has for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. All right. Yeah. Can't wait. Comes out this September. Well, weeks away. That's right. Like five something. You said. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, listening to sorry, another episode of We Love That Podcast. I'm Paxton Pritchett, along with Garrett Burke and Parker Pritchett. Hope you have an amazing week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube, and we will see you next time.